When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Listen, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star re- review. It would make us feel a lot better <laughs> after that L that the Phoenix Suns just took from the Dallas Mavericks, losing 99 to 95. I flippin' hate losing to the Mavs. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Some teams I, just have your number. I hate news. losing in general. Tonight was easier because it wasn't Luca leading the charge. I think it makes it a little tougher. But tonight, I I tweeted, but this defies logic to me. I do not understand tonight's game. It, it made no sense. You look at the box score when they're down, uh, you know, six, eight in the fourth quarter, and they're leading in almost every category. They're tied. In three-point shooting, it made no sense, this game as a whole. And once Luka went out, you went, oh, this shouldn't be that difficult. And yet the Suns found a way to make it difficult tonight. Ugh. Hey, he said it all. We might as well go ahead and get to the first point. Whatever ahoy, ahoy. That we want to talk about, <laughs> you better find more words. Because there's, there's a lot of things you can dissect in this game. And I know a lot of people already are all over DeAndre Aiden. Um. We'll get to um, it. <laughs> Will we get to it or should we just get Do to it get right to it now? now? It's the topic of conversation, obviously down the stretch there, uh, missing a free throw and not being able to get the rebound that put people over the edge. But it was more than just that for a lot of people. And then there was a lot of people who are like, yeah, but look at his stat line and all the other things that he contributed tonight. What side of the fence are you guys sitting on? Uh, I honestly like, yeah, I think he missed some bunnies. And I know it's frustrating as hell. And, uh, yeah, that last rebound, it looked like him and Tori were kind of battling between themselves as to who was going to – Tori sealed off position. DA actually sealed off position, but he fumbled the ball a little bit, and then then Tori got in the way. And then um, – uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, for the Mavs, ended up getting the ball and – uh, Powell they ended up getting the ball and getting the foul, and that basically I still don't sealed think the that game. That was a foul either. I don't think it was a foul either. Um, and everybody's going to point to Da, and I and I and I said this be- before when I was talking to Espo off. I was like, I hope we win because I just know that no matter what happens, it's going to be Da's fault. Mm-hmm. It's Da's fault that we lost when the bench didn't produce barely anything tonight. It's Da's fault that that they lost because Mikhail wasn't aggressive until a little bit midway through the third quarter um, offensively. Like, yeah, D.A. did not have the greatest game scoring-wise and missed some bunnies. Bismack missed some bunnies. Like, uh, several dudes missed bunnies. But, um, you know, the guy had a, a, a big double-double. Like, I think that's pretty good. He had over 20 rebounds. You know, I, I, he's not the singular problem in this whole thing. 
He was not great on offense. Yes, a million percent. But he wasn't the only reason why the Suns lost tonight. No, he wasn't the only reason, but his shot chart looked like a blood splatter test in a murder scene. Like, it was red all over, all within, you know, two to, like, ten feet. It was not pretty around the rim for him. And if, like Chuck said at halftime, if you get the money, you got to figure out how to make that stuff. Now, I'll give him a little bit of a pass because – this is his first game back after being what sounds like pretty damn sick mm-hmm. for the last week or so. But you can't miss that point-blank stuff, nor can Bismack. But but DA's offense tonight was part of the problem. It was but part you're of right. it. The bench not showing up at all and going MIA. Uh, Monty playing Bismack and when you're uh, offensively stagnant instead of playing Jock and not getting Jock in there until the fourth. Like, there's all sorts of uh, of issues. McHale not playing defense as well as he should have, both on Spencer Dinwiddie and letting guys backdoor cut on him, including Reggie Bullock at one point. There were all sorts of, of, of failures within this game. So to just put it on DA isn't fair, but he deserves part of the blame. Yeah, well, I mean, again, this is a this is a this is a team sport. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> you know, everybody talks about like, oh, well, you know, when DA was out of the lineup, they look crisp. Well, DA was in the lineup when Cam Johnson first came back, and they still look crisp. It's not necessarily a game-to-game thing. And I know a lot of people feel like, you know, DA is – listen, he's just always going to be the target of of criticism. Uh, not only it, – it's and it's always because of, okay, well, he got the bag now. Okay. Well, before that, it was because he was the number one pick. And I, I just – I could go on and on about, like, the, the reasons why this isn't working out. Um I think I I don't think DA was a singular problem tonight. I just I just don't. I refuse to believe that because he did a lot of good things out there, uh, and and you missed his production. Uh, and I know that in the middle of the lane, yeah, he missed a lot of bunnies. There was a couple times where he should have just fucking dunked the ball, and he went soft with it, and and he missed those layups, and we get frustrated. I know, but like everybody else, wasn't exactly Chris. But Chris Paul played really good. Chris, Paul I thought he had a really well. good game. Uh, Mikhail came through a little bit towards that middle to third, middle to fourth quarter. But outside of that, he was MIA on offense. Cam Johnson was phenomenal. Um, I was actually, again, upset that he came out of the game when he was shooting the ball very well and money took him out. And then, fuck, I mean, Jesus, money. Can we please make an adjustment on Spencer motherfucking Dinwiddie, who is just going crazy crazy (laughs) and they don't make a single fucking adjustment at all they just kept running pnrs letting my man shoot three feet off the fucking three-point line like he couldn't make them and he was just killing them like oh my god what shift is he supposed to make there you put mikhail out there who's supposed to be your all-world defender and he can't stop the guy i mean i don't i and then they tried to run at him and then it left other guys open. Like, I don't know that there was an answer that you were going to stop a guy shooting like that tonight. And why do we keep expecting Monty to make some brilliant in-game adjustments when he never does it? Like, at some point, I'm not going to yell at him about it because I know he can't do it. So okay. I give up on it. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. 
We're going to sit here and yell at DA over and over and over, but we're and not going to sit here and yell at Monty over and over and over. Yeah. I'm no, just talking collectively. We the collective. Yeah, I, okay. If we're going to yell at one person for not what? doing something consistently or changing what we're wanting to be changed, well, then, by golly, we better well, yell I, at the other I'm one, giving too. Up a, I like, <laughs> well, tonight in particular, there was nothing else you were doing defensively. It, it was one of those nights, this guy, the rim was the size of the freaking ocean and nothing was working, but guard the other guys, do anything like make some of your freaking shots. All this was, was a matter of you went cold offensively. Every single person went cold offensively. It was more contagious than the fun guy in last of us. You know, it was, it was just, they all went again, completely MIA on the offensive end of the court. All at the same time. Yeah. Listen, this is not the first time the Dallas Mavericks have basically done whatever they have wanted to us. There's, I go back and look at the last fucking 10 games. The Mavericks have gotten the best of us at least, what, six, seven times out of the last 10 because all they do is spread them out. And, and they rotate the ball, and they find the open guy who always seems to be wide open in the corner. Like, I just, I don't understand it. He's, Monty's getting out coached a million percent, getting out coached all day, every day. Um, and, and the length bothers Mikhail, but then Mikhail's length doesn't bother the, the Mavericks. So when he's matched up on Dinwiddie, it's still like, at the end of the game, Mikhail straight up just let Dinwiddie go right by him. Like, he was guarding him one-on-one at the top of the key right by him. And luckily they missed the layup. But damn, like, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, well, shit, you're supposed to be the best defensive player we got. And if this dude's just going right back to you on the first step, what are we doing? Well, and at the same time, too, Mikel needs some help. His defense isn't up to the same level it's been in years past this season. No, it hasn't. So he clearly needs some help. And I don't know if that's the defense has to take a little bit of a step back in order for his offense and the playmaking to take a step forward or what the balance is there, but his defense hasn't been the same that it has been in years past. So somebody has to help out in that area as well. But for whatever reason, just notoriously for quite a while now, it feels like the Suns don't play defense or offense. They just don't play well at all against the Mavs. And I think it's something I honestly, like Gerald had brought up this a while back. I think it's mental more than it is actual gameplay. I actually think Code has got it right on the money. You have to beat the Mavericks with physicality and firepower, and we, but we have neither. The Suns are not a physical team, and the you're playing finesse with finesse. And the Mavericks right now, their their finesse is better than your finesse because they they've been able to consistently hit the outside shot more than you. They've been consistent around the rim a little bit more than you. And defensively, they, they, they cause a little bit more havoc against you than you do them. And that's where you're at right now. So Big Sexy said, why does Bridges need help, quote unquote, but DA doesn't around the glass? I'm talking about like on the switching, right? When, when Bridges isn't on, should Dinwiddie have been able to blow past Bridges? Absolutely not. But Bridges wasn't guarding Dinwiddie 24-7 tonight. Well, no. Because they switch a lot. I know, and, and that's what I'm point, saying. Like, go, Don't somebody switch, else right? has to be able to pick that guy up if the switching is going to happen. Well, there was one point, uh, McHale and uh, and Bismack switch, and Bismack winds up on Dinwiddie. Why in any world, when that guy's scoring like that, are you switching? I don't care if that's your primary defensive philosophy, but at some point you got to go. 
it ain't working. I don't want the switch. Mikhail, you don't leave his back pocket at any point. Yeah, well, not only that, but like there was not very much switching into a zone just to switch it up a little bit, give the Mavs a different look. Um, they did try to flash every now and then against Dinwiddie. But at the very beginning of the game, I was like, oh, here's an adjustment because they were going to pick up Luca full court. They didn't do that to Dinwiddie very much, mm -hmm. at, almost at all. They waited until he got to half court, and then they started to apply some pressure, throw an additional guy. Like, why not try to get him tired too? If that was the if that was the approach against Luca, and once you saw Dinwiddie in that first quarter really start to get hot, you should have switched the the whole scheme from what Luca was going to be guarded as to what now Dinwiddie should be guarded as. Take him out of the game. You take Spencer Dinwiddie out of this game, they lose by twenty or thirty. Like, because mm -hmm. he was the only one creating any offense for them. But you didn't. You let him single-handedly basically control the tempo of the game. You can't have that if you're a premier team. Well, you – I mean, you played fairly high-level basketball. I mean, what's the thought in switching like that uh, defensively and not having more flexibility in this is your guy, stick with him? That's, like, just, that's just some coach's perspective. Like, that's – a lot of coaches, sometimes they just believe that their guard, their guys can guard. Now, listen, if you have Bismack on the perimeter and you know ben Dinwiddie's going to shoot a three, like that's not the worst thing in the world to have, uh, you know, a big giant seven-footer with long <laughs> wingspan getting in your face. Like, that's okay. But the problem is, is that once you do that, you get other guys out of rotation and the, and the Mavs were moving the ball so fast that other guys were wide open. And that's the problem. Other guys' rotations were not on point. And this is the result. But you, you see, in particular on the play I'm thinking of, Bismack backed up because he didn't want to get burned because that was kind of his first instinct. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't in position to block that That's shot. So there's no technique. point There's no point in that switch at that right. point. Not only that, but also like, okay, let's go back to, to DA, okay? DA's okay. missing some bunnies, okay? Bismack comes in because you think, okay, I want to I wanna get some, some athleticism near the rim. Maybe get some easy bunnies, that, you know, the bunnies that, that Aiton's missing. Maybe Bismack will come in. Well, Bismack wasn't having it either, right? Jock only playing four minutes and 30 seconds was a little bit atrocious. Yeah. Because when he came in, he immediately had an impact scoring-wise. And then, unfortunately, he got hurt and he came out of the game. That's my only thing is is – did the reason why he didn't play more because he took a shot? He didn't you waited see till the, the fourth quarter. He didn't see the court to the fourth quarter. I mean, like, that's fair. How, how much time do you need to, to figure out, hey, our, our two bigs Again, aren't giving us anything? The adjustment. Yes. Earlier. A million percent. <laughs> Um, okay, well, while we're on the topic of DA, we do have a super chat from Hyperbrov. Thank you so much for your super chat. Hyper, we appreciate it. Said questionable fouls on DA the whole game. Despite the performance, I fear, though, the Mavs officially own the Suns, sadly. I, I, I will say there was a couple times when D.A. did go to shoot and he was getting undercut at the legs. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh Green a couple times. He got called for it one time. There was a couple others that were the same way. Uh, it happened against Biz as well. Uh, so I did see that and the refs. They got to be better about calling that stuff. But well, well, and then to the point you brought up earlier from code beating the Mavs is, is partly about physicality. How do you play physically? when you're not allowed to play physically sometimes. Well, yeah, like the Suns team doesn't get a whistle when we play physically. Devin can, but DA cannot. Because they don't start the game that way. Even though sometimes, even when we do start the game sometimes that no, way, you still get no. DA started with the the, the flip uh, hook and stuff. It wasn't 
take it into a guy or anything like that. And defensively, he only had three fouls, one of which was that very last one. So he wasn't in foul trouble. That wasn't wasn't the case here uh, on that end. But uh, look, I don't know why we, again, keep expecting the Suns team to be physical out of yeah, nowhere no, when they haven't not been. That, we not talked about it. In part, they a team reflects the coach's demeanor. And Monty's demeanor is not that that high energy physical kind of demeanor. It is more that laid back. So I think that's part of it. And then you don't really have a roster of guys that are physical guys. The one guy that you could always count on for that is sitting at home on his couch, counting probably about seven and a half million dollars at this point, uh, and and working out in random gyms at LA Fitnesses. I mean, Jake Crowder is the one guy you had on the roster that had that kind of physical mentality and you just don't have that i'd love to tell you tory craig's that guy he's just not yeah. in, in that same mentality so you don't have the guys to play physical so we can't expect that to change unless they bring in new people we have another super chat this one's from mike b mike b thank you for your super chat they said pathetic af we good but bs loss yeah, this, I agree. This, it sucks when you lose a game that you feel like you should have won. Especially the fact that they lost Luca within the first three minutes yeah. of this game. Yep. Literally in the pregame show, we were talking and it was, if you can contain Luca and not let other guys beat you, or if there's a way to get Luca tired and slow him down, like Luca is the guy, right? Mm -hmm. You literally lose the guy on this team and you still lose to them. It I, makes no sense. I we will, should have won this game. I will give Saul credit. In the beginning of the pregame show, I said, if you shut down Luca, you you should win. Well, they literally shut him down. He didn't even get on the court. And somebody else stepped up. Just Saul made that point. In this in the, this matchup, it tends to be some random guy that steps up and burns him. Tonight was Spencer Dinwiddie's chance uh, to do so. So credit to you. I, I thought that wasn't going to be the case tonight. It certainly was. I think I saw a stat out there where, like, Dinwiddie's only scored 30-plus points in, like, one other game this season. Of course, it's tonight. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I feel like he's been averaging, like, so I think he's been averaging around 17, though. So it's it's not a it's not yeah. a real low number for Dinwiddie. Yeah. But yeah, he just almost doubled what he usually does. You know, somebody had to take over the points for Luka. But, yeah, Dinwiddie finished with 36 points tonight. Just out of control. Unreal performance by him. But what are you going to do? Congratulations to the Mavs. You guys, you guys beat us fair and square. It's like if there was ever a game where you guys could talk your talk, this is it. There's, there's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean OG Mike D. Yeah, you said it. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel right now. All right. We have one more super chat and then we'll take a peek inside the box. This one is from Alex. Alex, thank you for your super chat. They asked. Would running a high-low with two bigs work against Dallas? Stan Van Gundy kept talking about Dallas having a small lineup. If you have two bigs that can that can pass very well, then yeah, you you can do it. And maybe Jock with Da would work, or Jock with Biz, uh, or or Da with Jock, whoever you want to put down low. But I don't think Biz would be your high guy. He'd have to be the low guy because he's not the best passer in the world. Da is an okay passer. Uh, Jock is an okay passer, but that's. Again, like you're you're talking about a, a team having to recognize mismatches with bigs. How many times did you all see tonight, whether it be Biz or DA, Josh Green guarding that guy in the post? And they didn't even try to get the ball down low in the post. Now, to 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 everybody else's credit, 
Um, if you're not dropping easy buckets, I'm going to be very hesitant to pass you the ball yeah. for sure. Yeah, no um, matter who's guarding. No you. matter who's guarding. You should. You, I, I could be out there guarding somebody, and you still ain't going to pass them the ball because he's missing layups. That's just how it is. So uh, I get that. But at the same time, like mismatches are mismatches, and they create other uh, openings on your defense. If sorry, the Sun Devils guys are going crazy over here. Uh, if 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 you if you make the right play, and and Monty always talks about making the right play, um, and it's just. It's really just tough to watch these games sometimes. It, it's frustrating. And, guys, I, I, I get it. You're frustrated. You're pissed off because this is a game that they let out of reach, and it really felt like it shouldn't have gotten away from them. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those times, man. This is one of those games that's really – it's like if there was a game where you wanted to be like, let's flush it and move on, this is the one that you would want to do that for because it's just so frustrating on so many different fronts, right? The fact that – we felt like we were really turning a corner there. Now, obviously, we knew we weren't going to go undefeated for the remainder of the season. Unrealistic expectations there. But it felt good, right? They strung together a handful of wins. They got a couple guys back from injury and illness and all the things. Luca ends up leaving this game early, which I don't want anybody to ever have any injuries or anything. But that's something you got to learn to take advantage of in this type of a situation. And I think that's the hardest pill to swallow is that like, had Luca played and you lost this game, okay, maybe I could give you a pass on that one because Luca is a really, really hard player to beat. Mm -hmm. But he's not even playing. Like, that's the hardest part for me is it's just like the opportunity was there for the taking, and we just said, no, I'll pass. I think Kenny Smith brought up an interesting point at halftime. He said this team doesn't have a legit big four that can kind of bang and, and, you know, have a presence and in most matchups, I don't think it's really a big deal. But I feel like against this Mavericks team, you could have more success with DA and a bigger power forward and and try to utilize that. But, well, like, was, do you really go out and get that for one matchup? No, but what he was saying was that they didn't have a consistent inside scoring presence. And to that effect, I would agree. Like, DA comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it, and it's been frustrating as hell. Like, he is not very consistent in the paint. Like, he should easily get 14 to 20 points in the paint every single night. But there's there's times where he kind of disappears in the paint, or there's times where he has this. Now, again, if we give everybody else a pass when they first come back from injury, and <laughs> this guy has 19 and 20 in the first game back from injury, yeah, he missed some shots, and it sucks that he missed some shots, but geez, why does everybody else get a pass and he doesn't? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's because it's DA. That's literally the it's, question we ask about every single know, player that we I ever know. fight about. I know. No, I mean, I get it. And tonight it was just abundantly obvious because he it was almost a carbon copy of every miss. It, it looked like the same kind of shot he missed. And I don't even know, who would you go out and get if you were going to try to get a, a power forward? John Collins? Does that really solve your problems? No. Does that really make you... A better team, like it, the, I don't think there's a real answer. It, it, no, and no, then on top of that, like uh, okay, like I understand people are like, oh my god, I can't wait to trade da, trade da, trade da, and I and all I keep thinking about is, who are you getting to replace him? You know what I mean? Like well, if you think that you're gonna get some all star to come and replace da, that's not happening. Like so, so what are you hoping for? I, I, tell me, I, but. 
I don't. I, I think tonight showed more. You need that scoring off the bench. Somebody else that can create a shot. I mean, when you only get eleven points off the bench, and this game is as close as it was, you have a guy on that bench that can score for you. It changes the complexion of things. Even when even when book gets back, having somebody else that can score is going to be huge. Uh, and and I think that's where they wind up addressing something is is probably a guard that can score, that can come off the bench in, in all reality. All right. I think we just need to take a deep breath collectively. Ready? In for three. One, two, three. Out for three. One, two, three. <sighs> and grab your favorite Four Peaks beer and just relax a little bit, okay? Everybody breathe. Grab a beer. Sit back. We're going to turn this show around a little bit more. <laughs> yes, we're going to still have conversations around the game, but... We're going to try and keep it a little bit maybe lighter, at least in the last third yeah, not, of this not show. This next thing. We do have a fun segment for you guys coming up, so stay tuned for that one if you do need to smile a little bit. Before Peaks is a fantastic partners, partner of ours. They make phenomenal beer. They also have a pub in Tempe with bomb food. We got to have it yesterday. And if you guys are looking for a place to watch the Super Bowl that is just around the corner... Four Peaks is a fantastic option for you. Enjoy a nice Four Peaks beverage during the game as well if you're watching from home. All right, let's go ahead and name our DraftKings King of the Game. We'll be a little bit positive here. Tonight, we're going to give it to Cam Johnson. He finished with 22 points and eight rebounds. And for me, the biggest thing with Cam is I know we talked about it over the last couple of games, but the way that he has not missed a step offensively or defensively since coming back from injury has been very, very impressive. And it's also really encouraging for the future. It's been uh, almost like shocking how, how smooth and how seamless he's come back and just really performed at a high level. Um, Again, like I'm just going to keep going back to this. Uh, Yeah. We, can we, can we, can we take the training wheels off please? Like, (laughs) I, I'm trying to look and see how many minutes he played 30, tonight. 33 tonight. Okay, so that's not so bad. But So I We're guess the, the limit stri- restrictions. But I will say this. There was a stretch, like I said, where he came out of the game, and I didn't understand why he came out of the game because he was shooting the ball so well, and you were struggling trying to score. Again, some of these things that Monty does, I just don't get it, and I don't understand it. Mr. Freeze keeps showing up, and I don't appreciate it right now. Hey, Cam, shoot shooting well from beyond the arc which is what he's known for five seven tonight what i don't like is he only shot 12 times in this game he was eight of 12 he was the only guy that you felt consistently was going to get you that bucket chris paul to a certain extent as well but on a night like this i want to see cam get more shots like when you're shooting that well give the man the ball find a way to get him the rock and let him shoot. And if he starts missing, fine. Then go elsewhere. But ride the hot hand. And this team doesn't do that very well either. I I, I will also say this. You know, I, I'm just now thinking about this. But when Cam is in the game, to go back to the high-low point, honestly, like, if you have Cam on the right side, let Chris Paul and Mikhail be on the left. Just let them do whatever they want to do. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> have Cam on the right and then have D.A. and Saric, Dario, in the lineup. Dario only played three minutes tonight. Dario Dario got targeted when he was in there, though. Sure, that's fine. But, again, we go back to you are playing to the other team's strengths because they're forcing you to play their style. Yeah. What they should have been doing is D- – Dario's a very good facilitator. 
He's a very good, he, he, and he's, he's very good, good down low on the block. Like, let's go. Like, make an adjustment. And you got to go for more than just three minutes. Sure, they were targeting him. Target them back on the off offensive side. But you weren't doing that. So you're playing their game. But that's the way Monty coaches. Monty coaches. He, plays, he coaches not to lose instead of yeah. trying to win. He's a prevent guy. Yes. Which, you know, is the worst thing to do in sports is play the prevent. Uh I, I agree. I and we know I'm a I'm a critic of Dario. That hasn't been uh, hasn't been hidden on this program. But yeah, he, he was playing well. Why only go three minutes? In a game that you're searching for anything and trying to figure out things that'll work, three minutes is egregious. Especially you're playing against a Mavericks team that isn't playing with a massive amount of size. Mm -hmm. So you're not giving up size. Even if you played him at center in some of those minutes, you would have been all right. Because remember for the first year and a half he was here, everybody wanted us to believe that Dario was a center because that was the way Monty's used him. And now all of a sudden, he's less athletic than he was, but they're not playing him in a position they were trying to tell us he was. Okay, I not to go too far off track, mm -hmm. but do you feel like Monty has been been this style of coach since the beginning? Or do you feel, and we just... We didn't notice it as yes. much because we were winning. Yes. yes. Okay. Because he gave well, two, he gave two guys <laughs> carte blanche to do whatever they want, and that's Booker and CP3. Okay. Everybody else has been following the same rules, and Mikhail plays a lot too. Um, but but like that's why, and because they were winning, yeah, you know, hey, it's working. Not going to complain about it. Well, Monty's always fallen in love with guys too. Remember Abdel Nader, mm -hmm. who went like three months Ooh. injured, and then all of a sudden showed up in the Western Conference semifinals playing in a game when nobody even knew he was coming back. Like, all of a sudden, he was just off mothballs, and Monty's like, yeah, let's play him, even though there were guys that had been in the rotation. this Monty had a lot of flaws covered by winning. I mean, that's that, it's as simple as that. All right. Well, back to Cam Johnson. Proud of him for the way that he's been able to return to action, hoping it continues here throughout the remainder of this season and beyond. But congratulations again, Cam, for being our draft king, king of the game. Unfortunately for all of us, we all took L's tonight on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Not a single one of our bets tonight hit. I was so angry with Mikkel Bridges because all I needed was one additional point, rebound, or assist. But no, he missed a three late in the game. All kinds of shenanigans. Oh, like damn. just, I I'll just needed one. With, he literally finished with sixteen, four, and four. So I he's know at twenty. Oh my god, 24. no, twenty-four, that's a, twenty-four. Oh, 24. Yeah, that's yeah. a bad beat right there. That's that's damn. That's painful. It's a good, beat. It's a good beat for us. It's a good beat for us. Yeah. I was mad because if the Suns won, then I would have picked up my plus one, the three thirty, because. Cam balled out. I was mad because Mikhail slacked on assists and uh, rebounds. He, he did that last game too. Yeah, I know. Really, I, oh, I, took a, down again. I took a swing. So the bummer. So what's the leaderboard not, look like now? It's Emma? getting worse. It worse. is. It's getting really bad. Oh my uh -oh. God, Soul! You're almost in the red. You got fifty cents to Wait, your no, name. I am in the red. I am in the red. Oh, you are Sorry. in the red. You I are know. in the red. I was like, wait, I'm in the Emma red. Emma can't do math at the moment. Emma has zero brain cells. Saul, I'm pretty sure you. Hold on. I was at nine fifty. Right. Now I should be at so negative, minus, negative yeah. minus fifty. That yeah. should be orange. Sorry. All right. Uh, I, that actually matches the exact total of my checking account right now. Too <laughs> seventeen bucks. Seventeen dollars. <laughs> I'm okay, but not as good as I once was. I'm at sixty five, sixty two. So uh, uh, also, you you want to we'll talk see. about bad beats at halftime? 
Um, the money line was plus 100 on the Suns. <gasps> Did you take it? So I was like, fuck yeah. So oh. I put $40 on it and I fucking lost. Ouch. So I lost multiple times tonight and I'm upset about That's it. That's brutal. Well, you know what? It's not exactly like the best way to tell you to get in on the action, but here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a lot of fun and we do love the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We weren't lucky, but Shane and Sean were live betting the hockey game tonight. And they hit big oh. on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So honestly, it's just a matter of luck. It's a matter of you picking the right bets and the cards just kind of falling in your favor. But right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, they've got some promotions. There are four NFL teams that remain, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 to get 200 in free bets instantly. So Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now. Use that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, with the code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm making an executive decision. Oh, From are now you? on, the Discord is making my pick for the rest of January. That's cheating. I, yeah, that's, that's, How that's, is that that's cheating? Absolutely. That's absolutely it's cheating. Called, no. It's called... Sourcing. No, no, no that's no, cheating. I trust work, the Discord have, more than I trust you, you to, to make the right bet. You have to play this on your own right. volition. You can't right. rely on everybody else. Right. Yeah. That's weak. Fine. Cheating. It was a good try, though, but absolutely not. So we have quite a few super chats to get to. Uh, first one, we'll start with Trevor here. Thank you, Trevor, for your super chat. They said, six seeds sounded nice with book coming back soon. LOL, RIP to our sixth seed. It's so early. Oh my gosh. We still got 30 games. Just for left to tonight. Go. Just for tonight. Know, but That's everybody's like, saying. oh my God, these games are like, like, I get it. I get it. But Devin Booker's probably coming back here within the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, a move is going to hopefully be made here in the next couple of weeks. And Matt Ishbia is going to be taking a hold of this team here in the next couple of weeks. Like, there's still a lot of positives to look forward to. And I, I'm, I'm positive this, listen, the Suns. Will be a top four team in the West at the end of the season. They will. They D'Angelo Russell, come on down. <laughs> if that happens, maybe not. We shall see. <laughs> All right. This one, we'll do Mike B next. Thank you, Mike B. He said, love y'all, but work comes early. I know. I'm an old 35-year-old, so I got to hit the sheets. Suns will whoop the league once books back next week. PHNX for life. Lynn's for MVP. Thanks, Mike B. Sleep tight. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be up in about six hours myself. So, <laughs> all right. And then another one from Philip. Thank you, Philip, for your super chat. We appreciate you. Said the sky isn't falling and everyone shouldn't be traded, aka what Twitter is saying. Many made mistakes. Monty can improve as a coach too. Only one game, positive vibes. Philip, I like where your head's at. Big fan of that super chat. Thank you for sending it. And then Rashawn. Thank you for your super chat said, I saw Cam make two shots back to back and ice money took him out and I stopped watching sad face. <laughs> how many, how many, ice, uh, ice money. 
Ice money. Are we going to get a new yeah. song oh, this year? Is that we're the new song? Right, stop. Kim, sit on the bench and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Your streak's ending and it ain't delicious. <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, we're going to have to work through the lyrics, we'll but we'll get there. We'll, we'll get workshop. There. My freestyle rap is I as good as it used to be. Oh, what can I say? Good. Look, I... Monty did it to DA. He had nine rebounds in the first six minutes of the game. He's like, well, clock Uh, says you got to come out. Enough of that shit. (laughs) Sit your ass on the bench. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. And then another super chat. This one from Code. Code, thank you for your super chat. We appreciate you. Said DA isn't proven yet. He has shown us this healthy and injured. He had four points healthy against Toronto. This is a million percent true. This is the conundrum of of DeAndre Aiden, and until he finds consistency and finds something that he can rely on game in and game out and feel comfortable with, we're always going to get these performances because you just never know. Tonight, he was freakish on the rebounding, Uh, and sometimes it goes your way on the boards, and sometimes it doesn't. Tonight, it it looked like it was a fantastic rebounding game, and it was for the most part till that very last rebound that he had to get, and he didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, like... uh, I'm not going to get mad about a 2020 double-double. It sounds so weird that that we're so angry <laughs> about somebody that did that. But when you look at the total picture of the game, it's just – it's like this. It's it's just a roller coaster ride with DA. You want to cheer for the guy. You want to you want to celebrate the guy. But then he goes around and he does things that just – that just go against the grain. And, and the effort sometimes is questioned and – the bunnies that he's missing are just – it's just – it's a lot for some people to handle, especially with the the weight of the expectation that our fan base has on him. The DA the, – the literally, I think the only – I don't – hold on. Struggle bus here. Sure. I don't think that Luca and DA or the draft order really have a whole lot to do with the, the DA hate. I think it's the money. Oh, I, I think that's like the number one driver. I think the, right now. I think the the draft position. If you that's what it was. W- w- if, but if I think was, since getting paid, it's but, all about but, you're a max player. Play but, like but a max I'm, player. What I'm gonna say is, is like if you were never on board with Da through those first four years, if you were never on board, he never won you over, and you held Luca against him, the money just made it worse. Yeah. So and and I think that also brought a lot of people that were kind of on the fence about DA over, over to the dark side as well. Um, and, hey, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say he doesn't deserve some of this, um, is, is some of the 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 people being upset the against him. Uh, yeah, the frustration. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that's not the case, but. Well, what, what were they supposed to do? You had to pay him. You couldn't let him walk for nothing, right? Some people and now, now. Well, but you with your cap space, anyways, you're gonna have cap problems. Now yeah. he's a tra- at worst, he's a trade asset that you can you can use because some people are still gonna look at him and go, "That's that's a good player. I'm willing to give up, you know, quality pieces to get there." All right, before we have our esteemed Gerald Borgay join us, I do have a few things I want to tell you guys first. First and foremost, our friends over at More Furniture. Uh, They hooked up our offices here at PHNX, and they have a very special limited time offer only for PHNX listeners, okay? So you can visit More Furniture 
on the cross streets of 44th and McDowell and use the promo code PHNX to get free delivery and installation on any purchase of over $999 or more. So this is not available online. This is not available to the masses. This is a limited time only offer that is valid until January 31st exclusively for PHNX listeners. So if you guys are in the market for new furniture for your home, for your office, wherever, be sure to check out more furniture and take advantage of this special offer. Fun fact, if you spend $3,000, Gerald will come uh, deliver it shirtless. Oh yeah, you yes, think so? That's, that's did what Gerald I was told. sign up for that one? Uh, he 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 was part of the deal. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know about. But that what deal. I can promise you that Gerald might act. Well, I can't promise you, but more likely Gerald will participate in. He might go to Illegal Pete's with you because he really liked Illegal Pete's when we all went uh, for a little group outing. They've got bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos. Queso, strong margaritas, a full bar. They have happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. And they've got amazing food, right? Like if you're trying to be a little bit healthier this new year, well, I guess it's not really a new year anymore. But if you're trying to be healthier in 2023, because they have fresh (laughs) ingredients and they have so such a wide variety of ingredients that can fit almost any diet or dietary restrictions. So that's where the health comes into it. That's why Illegal Pizza is one of our favorites. I love Illegal Pizza. Yeah. (laughs) So it's always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And it should be your go-to spot as well. Queso and chips. What? I said, I, I said, but if I'm into my fitness, I'm not trying to go get some queso and chips. They have salads, too, Saul. Oh, they do. Yeah, I just oh, told okay. that. All right. You don't listen, do you? I do. Wow. I just, uh, All right, Emma, let's move on to the next great, amazing topic. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome <laughs> to <laughs> Gerald. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It looks like you're the only one that got a W tonight because you're wearing a pretty sleek looking jacket there. I am, although apparently I'm supposed to be taking it off for a promo we're doing. I don't know what the deal is with that. What's happening? Three three grand uh, to... Oh. <laughs> he could hear me. I knew he could hear me. Leave the Espo to volunteer you for things that you don't want to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. All Love right, Gerald. Girl. Unfortunately, not the sun's night. This one, I think, stung pretty badly for all of us. And the biggest topic of conversation, of course, is around DeAndre. And so... What did you hear from him and the players and just kind of your overall thoughts on it as well? Yeah, so my overall thoughts were kind of reinforced by what DA had to say after the game. Um, I thought it was not a good night for him. I know you look at the stat sheet and he's got 19 points and he did rebound the ball very well. He had 20 rebounds and I thought he attacked the ball offensively very well. He was getting to the line. I think he got there 10 times. Like on the offensive end, that aggression is what we want to see. Obviously, he missed a lot of shots, um, and he confirmed after the game he's still feeling sick. He said he felt dizzy at times out there, um, and he wanted to shoot the ball better than he did. I I was willing to give him a little bit more leeway with this performance as far as the shooting goes because, you know what, it's his first game back after missing three games with an illness. Like, it happens. 
the thing that worries me is what's worried me all season. It's the defensive end of the floor. It is the fact that the Suns are have been better defensively with Jock Landale or Bismack Biombo out there defending the rim. It's the situational awareness that CP3, Monty, everybody talked about after the game on that last rebound. DA said, you know, he felt like there were too many hands on the ball and he felt like he was playing volleyball, tapping it to himself there. Um, and he called it a bad play, but like that's one that you just kind of have to have. And I know people are saying like, oh, Torrey Craig came into the picture and they bumped into each other. Torrey Craig was boxing out his man. He had a clear path to the rebound if DA had done the same. Um, so it, it's one of those things where you can never blame a loss on one player. And I'm certainly not trying to do that with DA here. Uh, but the ball movement just wasn't quite the same as what we've seen the last few games. And the defensive side of the ball has to improve if this team wants to get where it needs to go. So DA didn't blame his son for the loss then? Like his sickness? No. no? All right. Just just the sickness. Uh, what did Monty have to say about the defense uh, in general? Because it felt like it wasn't just at the rim. It felt like overall the defense was, uh, was subpar, quite frankly. It was. And, and this is a kind of baffling thing, recurring theme that we keep seeing against this Mavericks team. And Monty kind of nailed it on the head at the end. He said, you know, we can scheme all day for things. And even without Luca out there, at some point, you have to just sit down and guard the ball. You have to keep your man in front of you. And for whatever reason, this team has really struggled with a Mavs team that has a style of play that other teams just don't seem to have a problem with. Um, this team has good individual defenders, but for what I don't know if the Mavs are in their head, if they just, if it's a coincidence they keep playing like this, or if the personnel gives them problems because they like to go five out and attack certain matchups. Um, but the Suns keep getting bullied on that end. And it's exactly, Monty said, it's exactly what they did in the playoffs as far as targeting the matchups they want with those switches and going to work one-on-one. Uh, they can't keep the ball in front of them. Spencer Dinwiddie went off for 36 points, but it wasn't just the 36 points when they were throwing doubles at him. He was making the right read, finding the right guys. They were getting open threes or wide open shots around the basket. So it, it's just one of those things that they need to be better on that end. And there's not a lot schematically that can be done about that. You know, it, it just, it, I, I think obviously you're, you're, you're hitting the point hard and I, and I appreciate that I just feel like I think we're starting to realize that this Suns team man for man is not the best defensive team in the league they're not they, they just I mean we watched at the end of the at, at the end of the game uh you know we had all been clamoring like Mikhail's need, needs to fight over these picks a little harder and they need to stop switching so damn easily and that's something that they, the every coach will tell you. Even I'm sure Monty probably emphasizes that. Like, hey, listen, if it's a half-ass screen, get your ass through there. Like, you got to fight through it. Well, then at the end of the game, Mikhail's guarding Dinwiddie one-on-one, and Dinwiddie doesn't even make a, a hard move. He just blows right by him to the rim, and then obviously Da tries to help out, and and, and it's just it just doesn't feel like they're ever in sync when they play the Mavs defensively. It feels like it's just utter chaos like it's the first time they've seen this team play so i'm wondering like did money talk about some of the adjustments that maybe they will have to make in the future when they guard this team or did he even talk about the fact that they are not really playing their own style they're more converting to play the mav style uh as opposed to really enforcing their own well here's here's what i think part of it is i think the sun's defensive prowess lies in the fact with the way that they rotate and the way that they recover and I think we saw that a ton last year as far as keeping the ball in front of them they've been good at that but 
a lot of the times what makes their defense special is the way they communicate, the way they're flying all around the court and covering for each other's mistakes. Actually keeping the ball in front of them has never really been like their bread and butter. Um, you know, obviously Mikhail Bridges is a great defender. I think fatigue might have played a role in that tonight. I, I don't know if he got to 40 points or above it, but he was pretty close. Um, but yeah, I, I do think schematically, they, especially against this Mavs team, they switch a lot because the Mavs continue to try and hunt these switches. And in their minds, they're trying to go positionless or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it, it is something that needs to change, especially with this particular matchup, because they're just not good at defending this team. Um, and, and I think this is where you kind of feel the absence of Jake Crowder. This is where you kind of see the difference between D.A. as far as his rim protection versus a Bismack Biombo who covers a lot of their mistakes uh, by being a, a, an aerial threat, a rim protector like that. Um, so I'm not saying, you know, the Suns are better off starting Biz or that Biz is a better defender or whatever, but like for whatever reason, the way this team is composed, the way they defend and the way they rotate really misses Jay Crowder right now. And it could do with a little bit better rim protection from DA for sure. Did Monty talk at all about the lack of minutes when it came to both Dario Saric and then Jock Landell? Obviously, Jock didn't come in until the fourth and got injured, but why why did we see so few there? Yeah, he was talking about how he didn't like the energy that guys were bringing into the game early on uh, when he started making subs. And you saw it, too. The Mavs went on the run as soon as in the second quarter as soon as subs started trickling in late in the first. Um, he was saying before the game, he's got to try to find minutes for Dario at the four or at the five if he can. We saw Dario for only three minutes in that first half at the five, um, and they didn't go well because the Mavs were hunting him repeatedly on every switch going at him. He got two quick fouls, so they subbed him out. Uh, Jock not appearing in the fourth. I think he was just looking for something at that point. They were going with Biz as the backup center uh, when Dario didn't work, and they tried something different with Jock in the fourth quarter at that point. But, yeah, he, I asked him about the subs going 13 players deep but still not being able to find anything. He, was, he said he was just looking for a spark of some sort because he didn't feel – he said he felt like they were playing like they were too happy on the farm with guys coming back. The bench guys that have been put into bigger positions lately didn't bring that same urgency that they had been bringing in bigger roles. So uh, I think that's probably why you saw so many guys play but so few minutes for some of them. So one of the players that we haven't touched on so far tonight is Chris Paul. He looked really great out there tonight. Uh, what were his comments after this one? Yeah, he called attention to the same things Monty did as far as situational awareness. And a lot of these quotes, you know, I'm tweeting these things out and all the responses are about D.A. and how it feels like they're taking shots at D.A. And I didn't interpret them that way. None of them singled out a specific player. They were all about the team as a whole. They just happened to apply to D.A. and Chris Paul addressed it kind of indirectly. He said, I don't feel like we have any bad guys in our locker room. Everyone in here is dedicated to their craft, to working hard and to improving, and we're going to get there. Um, so I don't want anyone seeing these quotes to think that the team is like, you know, subtweeting their starting center or anything like that. Obviously, it was a very different game, a very different dynamic tonight with D.A. back in the fold. And I think that's going to happen when you have Chris Paul, Cam Johnson, and D.A., all staggered and how they're returning. It's going to take some time to get those guys back on the same page. You just want to see the defense click a little bit better. Was there uh, so big sexy in the chat said missing Jay's leadership and swag is the problem. That's the elephant in the room. 
Chris Paul brought up Jay Crowder tonight after the game. What did he say about him? Yeah, he he mentioned because he was asked, like, do you miss Jay Crowder? And he was like, yeah, I miss Jay Crowder. Like, Jay Crowder is my guy. Um, he was saying I, I separate the business side because this league is a business. Jay will always be my teammate. He was a guy that came here with me when I first arrived here. So I know it's not what people want to hear. Um, he, he didn't want to touch on, you know, the fact that Jay Crowder has basically left his teammates hanging for a whole season um, because in their book, the way that they see it is he's doing what's best for him. There's the business side of the NBA, um, but they just kind of have to press forward uh, without his defensive intangibles, without his communication, without his IQ on that end of the floor. And yeah, without the swagger and some of that leadership that he brings to the table. Um, I know Cam Johnson has been terrific when he's been able to play this season, but the Suns really could have used a guy like that and could still use him. Uh, so it's unfortunate that he's probably going to be hopefully going to be traded somewhere in the next week or so. Cool. All right, I have a question for the group. So obviously there's a lot of discourse around DA, the fact that he said he still felt a little bit sick coming into this one. We're seeing a mixed bag of emotions around the illness side of things. It's either if you're going to play, play, and you you should just play through it. Or if you're not 100%, don't play at all. What side of the fence are you guys on for this argument? He did play through it. He played 31 minutes and he, he went out there and got you 20 rebounds and 19 points. I mean, he played through it uh, out there tonight. So it wasn't like he came in, played 10 minutes, was like, I, I got to get out of this game. Like, I give him credit for that. But, you know, I don't know. What what do people want? Like, uh, you, He can't win. If he fights through the illness, cool. If he doesn't fight through the illness uh, and he sits out another game, people are—he's always going to lose. He's always going to lose. I—that's—that's I, that's where we are at. Uh, th- that's where a lot of people are at with Da. He's—it's—he's in a lose-lose situation unless he goes out and drops thirty and thirty and doesn't miss a single fucking shot. It's and 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 listen, I, I've said it a million times, and I even at the beginning of the season, if you go back and watch some of our shows. I was just as frustrated as anybody else about the lack of production that we were getting from DeAndre Aiden. But damn, son, like, you know, we will give we will give 14 other dudes on the roster leeway, no matter what, you know. And but DA does it, and it's a fucking problem. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know what to say, or or even if I really even want to continue to address it. It's just really frustrating. I agree with you that he's in a lose-lose situation as far as that, unless he comes out and plays well. I don't think he has to be perfect, but like tonight was far from perfect. Tonight was not a good night. I don't care what the box score says. It was not a good game for him. And I think the reason that other players on the team are given leeway is because they're not the number one pick. They're not the guy looked to, to be that number two option. Um, But yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I do think the criticism of DA for this game, First game back, trying to fight it out through an illness, which is what we praise other guys on this team for doing when they get injured. Um, you know, there's, there's just a win. It's, it's a lose-lose for him unless he comes out and dominates, and he didn't do that tonight. Well, Gerald, thank you. We appreciate you bringing us all the insight from the Footprint Center. Absolutely. You guys have a good night. See you tomorrow. All right, so we're going to wrap up this show with something fun, but we got a couple things to get to first, and that is a few super chats. Uh, So Kyle T said, can we see that Dr. Freeze Photoshop again? 
So there we go. Uh, Monty nice. as nice, Mr. Monty. Freeze. Should put Cam in the back. And <laughs> Have we put this out on the internet yet? No. I guess on social, I mean, more than anything. I think we need the song first and put the song under yeah. the end. Oh, okay. Fancy. Kyle, thank you for your super chat. We also got one from T Bounty. Thank you for your super chat, T Bounty. They said these problems are fixable. So that's awesome. You're not wrong. Yes. These problems are fixable. Yes. And that is awesome. That is awesome. Hopefully fixable this season. Yes. Um, and then the only other thing that I did want to mention uh, before the game is Mikel got a tech tonight, you guys. Mm -hmm. First time, as far as I'm aware, this whole season, he got a tech for that three-point celebration tonight. Now, I will say, tonight seemed a little bit more aggressive than other ones. He's full-on turned around. Pointed directly at the bench. It's not that different. I but mean, I'm, I'm low-key kind of surprised Mikel has not gotten teed up for it so far this year, I, to yeah. be honest. People are like, oh, it took more than half a season for him to get teed up. Why are they giving it now? I'm like, bro, like, he literally, as soon as he hit, he turned around and looked like he wanted to shoot somebody right in the head. I'm like, bro. You, like, as soon as he did it, I was like, that's probably going to be a tee. Oh, it was a tee. Oh. It was pretty egregious. I mean, that he did it to Clay right in his face after he stepped yeah. on him. Like, yeah. I... <laughs> Allegedly, that was to uh, tie yeah, Jerome. 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 I don't give a crap. Wink, it was wink. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, that one was to uh, what's his face, Javale McGee on the bench tonight. Well, there uh, you go. Uh, Listen, <laughs> I think it's funny. I still think that Mikel should continue to do it, um, but at least now he knows he's got to be a little more, a little more cautious hey, listen, with how aggressive know, it is. You, you listen, you, this is a four-point game. Mm -hmm. You don't get that tech. It's a three-point game. You got a shot at the end. <sighs> possibly where? Where? possibly all right here's the game it's tic-tac pro okay so we've got a tic-tac-toe grid here and six nba teams and we have to think of a player who has played for both of the teams that line up on the grid sure now the question is do we just shout out players or do we need to go in order, no, we, go in order. we go we and we then do we need to wait until we say the two team names and then say the player's name? Because oh, well, we're competing is, against each other, or are we all on the same team? Crazy no, we're competing no, no, no. against each other. What happens is is one person goes, they pick the block that they want to try and go in, and that's what the, that's oh. what and you try to get. Well, there you go. Yeah. You didn't tell me that before we're the show. We're attempting to get three in a you row, correct? <laughs> I did two. I asked literally five times. Okay, well, let's play the game. Oh, we're letting Lindsay play? No. <laughs> No, we let Lindsay go first. Hey, go ahead. So Lindsay. I get to pick whatever block I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then I'll take Suns and Lakers and Steve Nash. Okay. I'll take Suns and Bulls. Luke Longley. Okay. I will take. Wait, 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 wait. So run that back one more time. Bulls, Suns, bottom right-hand corner. There you go. You know what? I'll have fun and go. Suns Mavericks top right corner, uh, Steve Nash. You you know you JaVale McGee wasn't good enough for you? No, I you didn't want to put a JaVale McGee up in there. <laughs> well, um let's see. Now this gets fun. Uh who did who played for the Celtics and the Mavs? I have no idea. Let's do Celtics Lakers. Isaiah Thomas? Yes. Isaiah oh, Thomas yeah. played the for both of them, right? That's true. That is true. Um, Shoot, I don't know about wow, these ones, y'all. These, these are, are hard. I'm going to go Memphis and um, 
and Lakers. And I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Green. Is that his name? Do we, how do we he fact check for the this? Lakers? Do we need no, the, to? The, the, the shooter. I don't know that, these He's ones. injured right now for the Memphis Grizzlies. Danny Green. Danny Green, yes. Danny played yeah, yeah. for the Lakers? Yeah. Let's see. I don't remember yeah. that. Espo, you got an idea for yours? I'm, I'm looking here. So we could go Bulls, Memphis. What do we have left? We could go Mav Celtics or Bulls Celtics. Let's see. Ah, shoot. I should know. Uh, Antoine Walker, uh, Ce- uh, Mavs and, and Celtics. I'm 99% Ooh, that's sure. That's a good one. For Fudge. the block. Nice. Um, So it's either Memphis and Mavs. You, you got to try and go Memphis. I don't know anybody who played for oh, Memphis and Christ. Mavs. Right. Do you know anybody? Nope. Oh, wait, we got somebody said, let no, me look no, into the chat. No, I'm going to no, 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 cheat. No. I'm looking at the chat. I'm already doing it. I'm not playing anymore. If you're yeah, if you're nobody's put anything you're in the cheating, chat anyway. Not There's playing. not a single thing in there. Um, Memphis and Bulls, Celtics and Bulls. Who played for the Celtics? Uh, did Scalabrini play for the Bulls too? Yes. Let's go. Look at that. He's the only, the only wow. one because he's a broadcaster. Wow. Yes. yes. Shit. Okay. So Grizz and Bulls or Grizz and Mavs. I think I got to go Grizz and Mavs so I can stop Espo from winning. You you got one? Um, shit. Um, oh, he did? Yeah, I got one. Hopefully. Oh, no. Shit. You got to come up with one, Saul. Um... Shit, we got know. we got a timer on this, Emma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Five. I'll go. I'll go Grizz and Bulls because I can't think of one. But uh, yeah, I'll go Grizz and Bulls and you just go. Uh, did Palgasol play for the Bulls? I have no idea. Yes, you are correct. There you go. Yeah. But How do I'm you know win. all of these things? I'm gonna win. Who'd you get? He's a guy that I do not like very much right now. That is not playing for the Suns. How did Played we forget for about the Grizzlies and the Mavericks? I know. Jay Crowder, and you can crown me the winner. How did I forget about that? Damn, Jay Crowder. Yeah. Lord have mercy. I was also gonna say campaign for Bulls and Suns. Bulls was way back in the day for campaign. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations, Espo. You got that. I love how the chat's like, Jay Crowder played for the Mavs and the Grizz. Hey, Tick. Jay Crowder. Tick. Jay Crowder. Tic Tac Pro well, winner. You know, that was a good What's one. my prize, Lindsay? Uh, whatever Saul offers to, no, to provide. Do I get my hug now? Nope. Yeah, I didn't well, think so. It was worth a try. It was worth a try. Espo, one day you will get your hug from Saul, but unfortunately, <laughs> today is not that day. Shout out to Sons Worldwide, one of my new friends on the Instagrams, a young guy, a high schooler out there creating Sons content. content. So uh, shout nice. out to you, my friend. Welcome, Sons Worldwide. Your Happy to have you here. <laughs> the, the kid asked for advice. I'm I kidding, gave him I'm advice. Kidding, uh, a couple of last things for you guys. Underdog Fantasy, a really fantastic app. They do daily fantasy sports different. They combine fantasy sports and the opportunity to win big money. And the Pick'em game is the best game on the app because it's quite literally so simple. You just pick higher or lower. That's it. And you can add as many legs as you want. It could be for points. It could be for rebounds. It could be for whatever you are into for that night, you could, like I said, add a bunch of different legs, potentially earn even more money 
So it's a lot of fun. You can play daily fantasy sports as well. You can play for a week. You can play for a month, things of that nature. And it's really easy to get started. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. But make sure you sign up with that promo code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Yeah, make sure you look good when you go to the golf course. How about that? There is no transition. You just want to look good when you go to the golf course. <laughs> we had a PHNX tea party a couple weeks ago. It was fantastic. A lot of the people in this office were wearing Bad Birdie merch. You can get your own Bad Birdie merch, not only by going to their store, but I just found out that Four Peaks has Bad Birdie merch at their 8th Street pub. You should go check it out. It's hanging on the rack. It's beautiful. So if you want to save yourself 15%, go to PH, uh, go to badbirdiegolf.com and put in promo code PHNX underscore sports 15 to save yourself 15% off. All right. <laughs> Larry Lewis says, your prize is Gerald delivering your furniture shirtless. <laughs> Great callback joke, Larry Lewis. Great callback. Any joke. final thoughts, you guys, on this one? Flush it. I know Let's it wasn't a fun on. one, but still. Yeah. I don't I'm done with this game. We need we need a <laughs> so flushing done. sounder for these kind of games. We should get one of those. We will. Let's get we'll one have of one those. by the next game. All right. Well, also, thank you all. Also, just sometimes just put the phone down. Because sometimes people just say the craziest things, and I'm like, oh. It's like, going to be okay. Like pitching D-low trades in the middle of the game. No, that, that actually made a little bit of sense based on the rumors. But, like, come on. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. DA for a bunch of second-round draft picks is not the answer either. No, not the answer for sure. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Tomorrow we will have a show for you at 3 p.m. live on YouTube. Or if you can't make it to the live show, you can always catch it wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're here on YouTube right now, on the way out, make sure you hit that like button. If you are listening to us on whatever podcast platform you listen to podcasts on, please rate, review, and subscribe because it helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. I got nothing tonight because <laughs> neither did the Suns. Ahoy hoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PH and X though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B.